Welcome to a weekly review of LGBT news from Keen News Service. I'm Lisa Keen. This is one of those weeks you just don't know where to begin. Gaze in the military or gaze into matrimony. Then again, the really big news on either topic is coming out of California these days, so we can start there, and it's all happening in the courts. So let's start with the little news in the big court. The California Supreme Court this week refused to hear a long-shot appeal from a right-wing legal group that sought to use the state court to force the state government into participating in the appeal of a federal court decision striking down the state's same-sex marriage ban. Yes, we're talking about Proposition 8 again, even though a federal appeals court isn't set to hear arguments in the case for three months. The really interesting part of this story isn't that the California Supreme Court so swiftly and summarily dismissed the petition, but rather that Republican Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger finally came out against the appeal. Schwarzenegger twice vetoed marriage equality legislation, but he surprised many people last month when he applauded Judge Von Walker's decision that Proposition 8 is unconstitutional and urged the judge to put the decision into force immediately. The supporters of Proposition 8 and many Republicans began pressuring the governor to join their appeal of Walker's decision, and if he had, he would have plugged a leak that threatens to sink the appeal, a question of standing. In order to challenge a decision from the district court to the appeals court level, a person or group must show that they have some concrete interest at stake in the outcome of the case. The Yes on 8 coalition definitely has a strong desire to win, but the compulsion to have one's personal morality prevail over others does not, in and of itself, appear to constitute a legitimate need to appeal. Thus, the Yes on 8 coalition could lose the Proposition 8 appeal at the Ninth Circuit for a very mundane reason that could have been projected even before they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on attorney's fees. Now, without Schwarzenegger and the California Attorney General to keep them afloat on the question of standing, the Yes on 8 coalition faces the armada of attorneys led by Ted Olson and David Boyce with a leaky boat and a very small bucket with which to bail. And while we're on the topic of Republican ironies and the military battles in California, the other dramatic news this week was a decision from the U.S. District Court in Riverside, California, saying that the federal law which bars gays from the military is unconstitutional. Judge Virginia Phillips, who issued the decision, was appointed by a Democratic president, Bill Clinton. But the plaintiff challenging the law was the Log Cabin Republicans, a national gay Republican group often ignored and distrusted by the predominantly Democratic LGBT community. Judge Phillips said the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law violates the First and Fifth Amendment rights of gay service members, and she said the government demonstrated no evidence to justify doing so. That decision will almost certainly be appealed to the Ninth Circuit, and it will almost certainly be the subject of admiration and ridicule this month when the U.S. Senate debates a measure seeking to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Maybe the Senate will pass the measure, and maybe it will survive the House-Senate Conference Committee and the second votes in the House and Senate. If it does, and the president signs the bill, which he almost certainly will, the lawsuit will become moot. So, too, will another lawsuit in the works right now. In Washington State, military nurse Margaret Witt is challenging her dismissal under Don't Ask, Don't Tell in federal court in Tacoma, Washington. Meanwhile, the LGBT community made a political gain in a state Supreme Court this week. Colorado Governor Bill Ritter, a Democrat, appointed lesbian attorney Monica Marquez to the state Supreme Court. She not only is the first openly gay person to that state Supreme Court, but also the first Latina. 
According to Nan Hunter at Hunter for Justice, she's the third openly gay person to any state's Supreme Court. And even though she has no judicial experience, she's won the support of the conservative-leaning Denver Post and many Republicans. Go, Monica! And while we're in Colorado, I suppose we should make note that the state's first and only openly gay member of Congress, Representative Jared Polis, distinguished himself recently. He made the top ten list of richest members of Congress. Polis, an internet business millionaire, came in seventh with $56 million in assets. Interestingly, seven of the top ten are Democrats, which is not exactly what one might expect given the Republicans' notorious fondness for preserving the wealth of the wealthy. You'll be happy to know that Congress passed a bill in May eliminating its automatic pay raise for next year for the second year in a row. The Hill newspaper suggests it may have something to do with midterm elections coming up and the rest of the country feeling a little pinched, economically speaking. For Keen News Service, I'm Lisa Keen. You have been listening to a podcast of Keen News Service. Visit us on the web at keennewsservice.com.